Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 31 of our Montessori Babies podcast. (laughs) This week's episode is a really fun topic and one that I get asked about a lot from clients and parents who I've worked with and, you know, educators who are new to Montessori and infancy. And basically, the idea that we're talking about today is whether attachment theory and fostering independence conflict. And fostering independence is a monastery concept, and we are going to talk about exactly what it is a little bit later in the show. Now, when you have a baby, or if you work with babies, the idea of attachment comes up rather frequently, right? I'm guessing it's something you've heard before. And the goal is that we want a securely attached baby. And that's because of all the amazing scientific-based lifelong benefits that come with having a secure attachment. Now, when you start to learn about Montessori in infancy, you hear quite a bit that an idea is fostering independence. And if you look at these two, you may think something like, don't those two conflict? To begin touching on these topics, (laughs) let's read our first quote from the day. This is from a British psychiatrist named Jeremy Holmes who said, Attachment is a unifying principle that reaches from the biological depths of our being to its furthest spiritual reaches. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our second quote of the day, (laughs) which is from Dr. Montessori's collection of speeches um, that was turned into a book called Education in Peace. And she said, the child is a spiritual embryo that develops spontaneously. And if we follow him from the beginning, he can reveal many things to us. I feel like these two quotes are so beautiful. And to me, these ideas perfectly set up what we're going to be jumping into for today. So... To begin to understand this idea, let's first talk about attachment theory. What is attachment theory and why is it so important in infancy and beyond? (laughs) Attachment theory itself is a developmental idea that essentially is a pattern of responsiveness and attentiveness to your child resulting in an attachment style. This was studied by developmental theorists Bowlby, Harlow, and Ainsworth. And little side note, when I was studying in development, I watched a video on an experiment that Harlow did in the 1950s, and it was with baby monkeys. And it was this black and white video, and I remember sitting in class and just being entranced with, you know, what was happening. And essentially, in this experiment, he had a robot mesh monkey available to the baby monkey that would dispense milk. And that's, you know, essentially for the baby's needs to be met. But there was also another monkey that was made of cloth and was softer. And he found that the babies would cling to the soft monkey and only go to the robot monkey if they needed to eat. And this experiment created that foundation and the thinking that there is more to that secure attachment than just meeting basic needs. And it includes things like connection and warmth and, you know, that love and TLC. (laughs) And there's another theorist named John Bowlby, so someone different, but he basically defined attachment theory in itself. And so now that we've spoken about the theorists and ideas, let's talk more about forming that secure attachment. So 
In development, having a secure attachment style has been wonderfully proven to lead to amazing outcomes later in life. And there are other types of insecure attachment styles which can present in children. But for the sake of our discussion today, we're going to be focusing on forming a secure attachment in relation to Montessori's idea of fostering independence. And essentially, with this secure attachment style, your infant begins learning who they are to the world and who the world is to them. And the main way that they're doing this is through how they're relating to their primary caregivers. And so within attachment theory, they're learning about trust, they're learning about compassion, they're learning about relationships, they're learning about sense of self, and so much more. (laughs) And furthermore, what's super fascinating is that the attachment style sets the tone for how this sweet baby will relate to society later on. So how they'll form friendships and relationships in school and also how they'll relate in relationships in adulthood, you know, how they'll feel within their sense of self. All of this stems from, you know, the attachment style that they they have. And now that we know this piece, I want to offer some ideas that are important to keep in mind when it comes to forming a secure attachment. And this this point is something that's really, really important to easing the mind of your everyday life. (laughs) Attachment is the pattern of responsiveness, and it does not mean the parent or caregiver has to respond accurately 100% of the time, but more so just do their absolute best in a consistent pattern. So there was a 2018 study that found that accuracy and responsiveness to a need only needed to be at about 50% when tending to a child. And I will have this linked below for you so you can check it out. But essentially, the idea was more about the consistency of being there and less about accuracy. And of course, you know, trying and doing our best to learn and observe and meet this child's needs is perfect for, you know, learning about what this child needs and meeting them accurately. But just for the sake of us doing our absolute best and forming a secure attachment, it's completely, completely doable with that pattern of responsiveness. Another idea I want you to consider, getting to know the child is super important in attachment theory and forming a secure attachment because things like individual needs and temperament are taken into consideration for attachment. So things like observation, learning to be as present as possible, and being connected, like Dr. Montessori describes, (laughs) are super important in learning and caring for this child, right? Because every child is so beautifully different and You know, one child may have a certain temperament style and another child may have a certain temperament style and one child may be just more gross motor driven and, you know, that inner need to explore their environment is just always there. And another child may need to, you know, have a little bit more of that cuddle connection TLC as they're learning to explore. And so every child is beautifully different. And when we observe and when we learn to just kind of be in those moments, we get these amazing opportunities to learn about this particular child. Another point to consider Connection with the child is really one of the most important things, if not the most important thing. So 
It doesn't mean, for example, if your baby wants to put the TV remote in their mouth and you say no to give it to them. (laughs) It's the idea of just being there and responding in those moments where they need something. And maybe in that moment, the need is something more along the lines of redirecting to a teether or even food. Maybe they're hungry. (laughs) Another example would be, you know, babies learning to pull up to stand on their Montessori pull-up bar and say, you know, they let go on one hand or wobble and fall back onto their movement mat. And while it was padded, that spooked them, right? So they start to cry. And in that moment, it's about being there and offering, you know, the hugs and just letting them know in that calm way, oh, you fell, sweetie. I see it scared you. You're practicing so hard, you know, stuff like that. So you can see from the the two examples I just gave, it's more so about that pattern of being there and being connected and being responsive. I also want to discuss what attachment theory is not, because there's a lot of misconceptions around this idea. And so just to kind of clear things up, (laughs) attachment theory is not attachment parenting. So there's an approach called attachment parenting, and it is described by a man named Dr. Sears. And this approach is not directly related to the developmental idea of attachment theory. This approach is more so based off of his ideas of specific things, you know, a mother or a parent need to do in order to ensure a secure attachment. And he's famous for something called the five B's. Um, Those B's are birth bonding, breastfeeding, baby wearing, bed sharing, and being responsive. And while, of course, things like being responsive, bonding, you know, those things are wonderful, And all of the rest of these things are incredibly wonderful for you and your baby. And, you know, incorporating all of these things very well may lead to a secure attachment. If these things don't work for you and your baby, that is 100% totally okay. Because following these five beasts is not scientifically proven to form a secure attachment. And again, while this may be the right path for you and your baby, I also want to say that if you formula feed or if you have your baby in a bassinet, for example, you can also still absolutely form a secure attachment. Again, it is about that pattern of responsiveness between you and your child. And you play a huge role in that. So, What I want you to take away from this within having this information (laughs) is that I want you to just do what you think is best for you and your baby and your family, given, you know, the information that you have. So you're the most settled and relaxed. So you can be as present and connected with your sweet baby as possible, because that is what is going to help you be in it and form that consistency and aim for that secure attachment. (laughs) And now for a quick message from our sponsor. One thing I can promise all of you is that I will only ever promote products that I have tried and tested within my years of experience within the Montessori world. And that's why I am so excited to announce the Montessori Babies podcast partnership with Easy Peasy. So Easy Peasy provides all the feeding gear you need for baby's first bites and sips all the way to feeding independence. Each collection is designed for a different developmental stage. The tiny collection is for infants, their mini collection is for toddlers, and the happy collection is for preschoolers. Easy Peasy products are made from 100% food grade silicone and they come in muted colors such as sage and blush, other gorgeous colors like lime and coral, and some Montessori colors like blue and gray. 
Head on over to easypeasyfun.com to check out the developmental benefits and safety features of each product. And be sure to use the code MONTESSORIBABIES10 for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much to Easy Peasy for sponsoring our Montessori Babies podcast. And now back to our show. Okay, now to discuss Montessori's idea of fostering independence. So what is this? I have spent many, many years aiding babies and parents and caregivers in this idea, and it is genuinely one of my favorite things (laughs) about Montessori and infancy. But before I dive into what fostering independence in infancy is, I want to start with a quote that talks about this idea. I'm just full of quotes today because there's so many great ones that align with this topic. So (laughs) here is the quote. We must clearly understand that when we give the child freedom and independence, we are giving freedom to a worker already braced for action who cannot live without working and being active. That is from The Absorbent Mind, which was written by Dr. Montessori. And this perfectly sets up our discussion for talking about fostering independence because basically all babies are driven to learn about their new world, right? I'm sure you've seen it. (laughs) The, The new world is so exciting to explore. They're little scientists. And so they do this through their experiences, right? Dr. Montessori encouraged us to follow the child and foster independence along the way. And so what does this look like, you ask? Well, It looks like including a baby in their day-to-day processes as much as possible. So say baby is reaching for the spoon when you begin to offer solids. Let them try to feed themselves. I will say, having done this solid food introduction process with many, many babies, (laughs) you will be so surprised at what they're capable of within that experience. That's another thing that I absolutely love about the Montessori solid food experience. It is so much fun, so many aha moments, and opportunities for inclusion within the process. So, or say baby, for example, is reaching toward a toy that is just out of reach. And the fostering independence piece may look like us waiting a second to see if baby can, you know, move their body that couple inches forward and use that inner drive to explore that toy to kind of work some, you know, new muscles or do a new movement to get it themselves. And These types of experiences offer baby amazing empowerment opportunities and kind of shows them that they know that they can do something, right? They can reach that toy or they can bring that spoon to their mouth by themselves. And these opportunities create these just incredible moments of pure joy for both you and baby. It is so much fun to watch baby, you know, bring that spoon to their mouth and you watch their, you know, brain firing when they taste the avocado or whatever it is that they're eating. And it is just such magic. (laughs) It's such a fun, fun moment. And same thing, you know, they move forward and they get it by themselves It is so joyful and just so much fun. And it's so fun because you get to see them do something that they were working so hard to do. And we're laying this foundation of, you know, using that inner will to drive themselves to do these things and get involved in, you know, their day-to-day experiences. So now that we have an idea of what fostering independence in infancy looks like, I do also want to say what this is not. (laughs) So fostering independence does not mean we are leaving baby to fend for themselves. (laughs) Of course, there's, you know, tiny little dependent beings. And the entire time we're including them in their day-to-day experiences, we're there. We are present. 
we're connected, we're sending them love as we watch their, you know, inner light guide them to learn about their new world. We give them big hugs and warm snuggles when they need, and we offer time for exploration of their environment. We offer language as they learn to self-feed or practice getting that out-of-reach toy. And where scaffolding is necessary. And essentially what scaffolding is, is offering just the right amount of help at the right amount of time, you know? (laughs) So before baby becomes overly, overly frustrated, you know, and no longer is interested in trying to move for that toy, (laughs) we're gonna, you know, move it just a little bit closer. Something along those lines, you know? Uh, Maybe baby wasn't quite ready in that moment, but we're giving them every opportunity, right? And maybe they were, and they, you know, use that inner will and they grab it, they reach it and they're good. So essentially within this process, we are there. We're consistently trying and connected and offering this amazing foundation that shows baby that they are capable and respected and fiercely loved individuals of their family unit. So long story short, Montessori's idea of fostering independence does not conflict with the idea of fostering a secure attachment. And in fact, when you incorporate Montessori's ideas of observation and following the child and being a prepared adult, being present, recognizing yourself within that experience, the idea of fostering independence and more of her amazing concepts, it really allows you to be present and connected and learn about the child and how to best support their journey and respond to their needs. And the idea of fostering independence lays this amazing foundation that continues to foster that inner will to learn about their world that every baby is born with, while creating this amazing sense of inclusion within their family community or their school community, and simultaneously showing baby that they are capable and loved. And we are there every step of the way. So that's our topic for this week. If you are interested in learning more about how to exactly optimize baby development through this Montessori lens, just like we spoke about today, I'm going to be teaching the Montessori Babies online course. It starts March 20th, and this course will cover topics like this, so offer foundational understandings of baby development and Montessori pedagogy, and then I'm going to show you how to implement it and create a Montessori experience that works for your child and your home, from environment setup to materials we offer to purposeful interactions. And I will show you how to implement these based off of where your child is in development versus month. So it's an incredibly inclusive and fun, professional, personal, and parental development type experience where the goal is for you to just leave feeling empowered to create that Montessori experience that is right for you, your baby, and your family. Anyway, if this is something that resonates with you, I definitely suggest signing up for the Montessori Babies course mailing list. Everyone on the mailing list will be the first to discover when enrollment events begin. And there is a pre-sale that'll be happening in February, so February 20th to 26th, where I will be offering a giant promotion because it is the (laughs) pre-sale. So definitely hop onto the mailing list to be the first in the know. I also want to give a very, very warm shout out to our amazing sponsor, Easy Peasy, and send a big thank you and giant virtual hug to all of you amazing parents and educators and caregivers. The work you do every day with your sweet babies is truly priceless. And that's about it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 31 of our Montessori Babies podcast, and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, 
it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!